Hello, welcome back to another TFR podcast. I'm joined today by Napula and Kaya to review the Miami Grand Prix, the first ever Miami Grand Prix, and it was a very interesting race. Not the greatest uh, race we've seen, and definitely not the race of the season so far, that is for sure. But it was a good spectacle, and uh, plenty of hype surrounding it, and uh, we're going to dissect that over the next few uh, moments, and, uh, and yeah, see what we made of it but um i'll go straight to you napua what did you make of the miami grand prix did you rate the circuit did you enjoy the race what was your overall take uh pretty mediocre race uh, for this season i think uh the first couple of races they they had been very good so uh, this one was like a normal f1 race let's say that way yeah i i, I would agree with that i think we, like we were sort of saying off air um, that you were saying you know we've been a little bit spoilt with the first couple of races they were very good and then um, yeah it's a bit of a comeback down to earth in the um, in the last couple of races but um, but Kaya there, there was a lot of hype uh, before this wasn't there there, there was we, we, it almost it almost set it up for failure because there was so much talk that it was going to be amazing it was it's just a shame it was a bit disappointing there was some fun moments with a lot of overtakes but there weren't as much as people expected absolutely well it was Charles Leclerc who got on pole with uh, Carlos Sainz lining up alongside him and Max Verstappen missed the opportunity to snatch pole from the Monegasque because uh, he, he screwed up his final lap really he had a bit of a rough first sector and uh, the opportunity was gone. Perez was fourth and Valtteri Bottas had a very good qualifying session in fifth. The main struggler was probably George Russell way down in twelfth. Uh, the Mercedes was looking very good on Friday but when it came to the qualifying the car seemed to have just went downhill in pace and uh, they couldn't quite find that same sweet spot. We went into the race and uh, Philly expecting a bit of a duel between the Ferraris and Red Bulls. And uh, we kind of had that, didn't we, for the first 10 laps in the Pula. Um, Leclerc was leading the race and kind of hanging on, but Max Verstappen was just unstoppable, wasn't he? Yeah, main, main thing was, uh, I think we we had a helmet cam on lap 7 or 8. Mm. And there was some uh, interesting... Uh, uh, data available from tire heat and Leclerc have very high heat level on rear tires so nearly everybody if they noticed that one uh, they was like probably thinking okay this is fully Verstappen's race if Leclerc can solve the problem and uh, lap 9 easy overtake from Leclerc and um, that was pretty much to solve the race how, how it went yeah, you're, you're right there. Verstappen kind of just went on and and um, dominated the race from there. There was a late safety car because of a, a, a kind of a bizarre collision between Lando Norris and Pierre Gasly. And uh, you thought for a moment, is Leclerc going to have a chance here? But he just couldn't do anything. Max was too quick in that Red Bull and really kind of dominated the race, uh, like you were saying. Sergio Perez also looked very quick in the race but couldn't quite make it work and uh, I think he had a very slow pit stop and uh, that kind of 
ruined his chances, and I think he had some reliability issues as well. But um, but it was a it was it was a good result for Red Bull, wasn't it, um, Kaya, to get back on top and really put some pressure now on Ferrari. Yeah, it was a good um, result for them. Shame Jacko or Sergio, whatever, um, couldn't get on the podium, but he pushed science so much that way. Shame he had that massive lock-up at tail one. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, that that was the thing. Sci science was under some serious pressure from Perez at the end, but Perez couldn't quite uh, make that late, almost dive bomb uh, work in the race. But another uh, kind of story during that race um, was George Russell fighting through the pack, or got very lucky, let's say that. He he went long, starting on the hard tyres, and um, managed to basically overcut everybody, almost. And uh, and then that safety car came to his aid, didn't it, Napua? And uh, he actually finished ahead of Hamilton in the end. Yeah, it was a good race from Charles, obviously. Uh, they didn't have so much to, to do for the strategy-wise, mm. and I think it was clever to check it to the end. Uh, I think uh, Russell said very clear, uh, very clear and very clever way that uh, well, test it out, let's test it out. Well, we can't lose anything uh, from just a couple of points. I think uh, if they make a normal pit stop, he went to the 13th, 14th, something around there. So it was very good car to play and uh, it ended up very good for them. Absolutely, and uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll stay with you, Napua, because how about your fellow Finn, Valtteri Bottas? He look, almost looks like a new driver this season. Um, a great qualifying, and then seventh place in the race, and another great drive from him, wasn't it? Yeah, some beauty error <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a last corner, but uh, Bottas was uh, all weekend in a very good pace, uh, and um, he was pretty happy for the track. If you read the comments from other drivers, they didn't like how slippery the track is. Mm. But uh, Walter was saying it's uh, it's good, uh, it's interesting, and um, uh, he had uh, opposite uh, mind of the of the track or opinion on the track. So. So it was a very good race from him. Obviously, that uh, little last error, two seven laps to go, was um, minus thing, but uh, mm. plus race still. Absolutely, and uh, you just touched on the track there. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that now actually, because that's a that's a good little segue onto that. Um, it's a very unique circuit. Let's say that it's it's not really kind of. You can't really compare it. Maybe you could compare it to Saudi, with the barriers and the high-speed corners. But it, it definitely has its kind of uh, unique feel, doesn't it, uh, Kaya? What What did you guys make uh, of the circuit then? So, was there any particular corner, Kaya, that you you really liked? Uh, or any quite part tricky of it? Because there's a lot of tight corners on that track which caused a lot of issues for drivers over the weekend, but I would say the last corner I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, it, the, the the last, well, you, you say the last corner is technically, uh, I, I take it you mean the hairpin, or... Yeah, the hairpin. Yeah, it's, it, it's technically, it, it's bizarre, there's two corners actually after that, technically, but, um, but it, yeah, you're right, it is the, the last kind of breaking kind of corner. 
But um, we saw quite a lot of drivers struggling with that, though, didn't we, Kai? We, there was a lot of people that, you know, I think there was some pe drivers, it may have been Bottas, uh, like you were saying, Napua, that hit the wall late on. But there was a lot of drivers, like Leclerc early on, um, kind of went wide in that corner. It was it was quite strange, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite strange. And I think people were trying to learn where to write with that corner at first. But I think science and the market also struggle that corner. I'm not thinking of another one, but like you said, a lot of yeah, a lot of drivers were struggling because they couldn't get the braking right for that nasty corner. No, for sure. And anyone who actually doesn't really know the layout of the track, well, the first sector is very fast and flowing as it goes round the stadium section, and then uh, the middle sector is basically one big long straight until you get to this very technical and twisty turn 11, 12, 13, 14 and 15 and 16 you'd probably say as well as it goes uh, it kind of exits alongside of a bridge what did you make of that section uh, Napula that kind of really tricky chicane and those kind of awkward kind of never ending corners in towards the end of the lap and yeah, and uh, there was some uh, like um, not like jump, but uh, like mm. banking up <laughs> and down, and uh, it was like a roller coaster. Um, uh, to me, it feels like when Singapore uh, came to the calendar back in the days mm. that uh, track is very slippery and there is two narrow sections. The old Singapore turn 10, uh, 11, 12, 13 uh, kind of. Uh, uh, section so it was interesting to see and a lot of drivers had multiple issues on, on that weekend lock ups went wide uh, a couple of uh, uh, spins from uh, I think it was Sainz and Ocon so uh, to me it gives some flashbacks from uh, Singapore yeah no I'd, I'd agree with that do you actually think Napula that it potentially damaged the racing and ability to follow other cars because of that little sector there especially no. the chicane uh, no uh, no I don't believe uh, I think the main issue was that the DRS zone was too short mm. uh, if uh, they put it that line a little bit earlier on a back straight I think uh, the racing was a little bit better because uh, yeah, the DRS line from the uh, first corner it worked very well but um, it, it's not like overtaking spot kind of like at least to me so if they move the, uh, the DRS zone a little bit closer uh, to the end or third section how many there was the, yeah three so if they move that little bit closer then it's probably better for racing even interesting do you do you agree with that Kaya? yeah i agree with that because like nepola said with the drs section at the what corner was it again uh that'll be uh after turn 16 going to 17 the the, the long one the long yeah, the it won't the best for racing Especially when people are trying to go side by side, because you can easily go into that barrier. Mm. Yeah, it was very tight, wasn't it? We saw quite a few drivers just scrubbing that wall. Um, but I, I think those corners were a little bit awkward. Um, I will say that, because um, I think that the kind of corners that in these new heavy cars, you have to kind of hustle the car uh, through them, really, to 
to get a good exit, which um, we didn't see too often, but we, we we did see quite a few people. I'm surprised we didn't see someone just go straight into that barrier at turn 16 going onto the long straight, uh, because it, it seemed like it was always so close um, on exit for all the drivers. But um, but I have to say, guys, the it's strange. In the race, we didn't really have many overtakes going into turn 17 after that massive long straight. It was more turn one where we had a lot of overtakes and, and maybe turn 11 just before that twiddly uh, little section, which is is quite strange, isn't it? Um, what did you make of that, Napua? Turn one being one of the main overtaking points, but it was like a shorter straight. Uh, I think the run, uh, because we had a low speed corner before it, mm. so everybody had a little bit different line. Uh, through that corner, it gives us so much speed advantage, uh, at least on a fresh tire. Mm. So I think that's lead us the thing that uh, we see so many opportunities to overtake the cars in the first corner, and obviously then you had those middle uh, middle speed corners uh, after that, so you can create a little bit gap to uh, to overtake that car. So I think that's the well, that was the reason why we see so many overtake uh, or at least trying to overtake at the first corner. Absolutely. Well, Kaya, if there was something you could change for the race next year, uh, to do with the circuit or just the Miami Grand Prix, what what would that be? If there was anything that you you particularly feel that you're like, ah, I wish they did that differently. Hmm, it's quite a tricky one because it's a, really a new track, and that. Mm. It's hard to get used to at first, but might be the DRS zones would like them to change a bit yeah. more. Not going, not just um, through the fast corners. It's a bit unfair for the drivers that don't have it. People can lose out, lose time with it. Yeah, I guess I guess that's very true. Just like like what Napula was saying. Do you think though, um, potentially kind that? A change of kind of track surface could maybe help the race. Uh, there was a lot of them saying that normally, you know, a new circuit, the the tracks are very smooth, but they were saying it was a very abrasive tarmac. Yeah, I would say a new um track surface would be better for the race, mm. and it will help more overtakes as well. <coughs> Absolutely. Well, the 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 kind of final major incident uh well there's two other things before we get into the, the the talking point incident um we'll talk about alex albon and napula another uh, couple of points uh gained for him he, he finished 10th but got promoted to ninth after alonso's uh post-race penalty um he's doing a great he's having a great season isn't he in in a car that shouldn't really be in the points I think the car have potential, but uh, the other driver is Latifi, so relatively <laughs> easy if you ever hear this, but um, Jesus Christ, just take the money and go to Bahama on a <laughs> beach and just live there. I mean, a guy who is away from one year or two years, one year, mm. and that guy is just mashing you. 100 to zero so just take the money from your dad go to bahama live there take it away from f1 and let's put like maybe ps3 on a car or something else yeah no i i i agree it's, it's kind of a shame really when you think the likes of piastri should be in f1 but 
you know people like Latifi are blocking the way. Do you do you agree, Kai, with Napula's assessment? Do you think it's more of Latifi being bad than Alex Albon being good? Yeah, Latifi has never been a driver that I really liked. I'm not being mean to about him, but he's always seemed to struggle every time he's in the races. He seems to always be in some kind of incident as well and every time he's trying to get points it seems like he ends up messing up or something mm. and sure. it's not the car I just think it's to see if his confidence the most which lets him down massively absolutely well someone's uh, a, one of the drivers sorry uh, who will be a little bit low in confidence after actually quite a promising race until this point is probably Mick Schumacher and Napula. Was it 100% his fault that collision with Sebastian Vettel at the end? There was it was a big talking point after the race because they're, they're obviously uh, good friends. But um, but it was a bit of a, a bit of an unfortunate incident, wasn't it? Um. I see only one uh, replay on that inc inc mm. incident, but um, um, yeah, maybe move was a little bit late, but uh, Mick was kind of inside all the time. Maybe Vettel just a little bit slammed the door or close just before the corner apex, so maybe 50-50. Mm. Uh, hard to say anything about it would you agree with that Kai would you say it was a bit of a racing incident between Schumacher and Vettel is it tough one like um, Nipula said Mick did go for the move but I think the move was on for him to go for it but it's quite optimistic especially if he wants it he's been fine for points mm. one's not really the nicest place to go for and overtake because I'll Toy is coming into going into the turn two, is it? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Quite hard to try and go for moving inside. People will try and take the corner. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I I think that that's spot on, guys. I, I I would agree with that being a racing incident. Um, I know there was quite a few um bits of aggressive driving from some of the drivers. Alonso himself said after he was too aggressive and uh, because he got two penalties uh, during during that race and um and even Ocon said the the race was the hardest he's ever done um and I think it is just the nature of the circuit and obviously it being brand new it the drivers did look really tired after it so um but yeah that is probably Miami wrapped up and um well Verstappen is probably you know looking like at the moment if, if he can keep this momentum up he's going to seriously catch Leclerc at a rate of knots and it won't be long until he could be ahead of Leclerc in the championship but it is good for the championship fight that we have a good tussle at the front it keeps it nice and interesting even Ferrari fans surely don't want to win every well maybe they do want to win every race but and uh, we want it we want it exciting especially after last season but next up guys is the Spanish Grand Prix we head to Catalonia uh, for the uh, yeah race at Barcelona what do you make of the circuit Napula is it one of your kind of more is it is it a bit of a boring track or is it better than are you 
have you got more hope of a better race than Miami what, what's your take for Barcelona Hmm. Let's see. If the if there's that last corner stick gain, then I think it's go, it's gonna kill us a little bit uh, racing nowadays. Mm. But if they go with the old layout, the long double right hander, then it's going to be very nice. Uh, it it depends. Uh, I don't know what's the weather weather for the weekend and. Uh, I think Friday tells us a little bit more than uh, what we now like know about the uh, track. Absolutely. Well, it's looking like the forecast is going to be bone dry at the moment. Um, it's ap apparently looking like it's going to be 28 degrees, so it could be a very hot one. And um, what's your thoughts on that circuit, Kaya? We've we've had some pretty men memorable races at Barcelona. I think of Verstappen in 2015 when he won his first race in Red Bull or you know the the races back in the day of when Michael Schumacher won in that terrible Ferrari in the rain and there's been a couple of kind of you know Maldonado went in there I mean who would have thought of that in 2012 but is it that good of a circuit is it what, what do you make of it it's always a um, tricky one because you can have some boring races and you can have some very intriguing races like mm. last year everyone expected Spain to be boring but it turned out to actually be very fun a bit of a thriller how many battles absolutely and uh, it, it reminds me a bit of Hungary in a way I think Hungary produces more exciting races on a regular basis but that I've watched some, I, I you know can remember some races at Hungary being a bit boring, and uh, and then some even Spa I would probably say, you know some of the races at Spa have been a bit boring, and then like you'll get an absolute worldie that comes along. I think Spa's a much better circuit than Barcelona. I'm not going to say that for a minute that Barcelona is better, but I do think you know there are some circuits on the calendar that are a bit kind of hit and miss. Um, unlike you know other tracks like Brazil, for example, which are almost guaranteed to be a good race. But um, well, w what about some predictions, guys? I know uh, we're a good uh, over a week away from this, and we know there's going to be lots of upgrades for some of the cars. I will just say this actually before we dive into predictions that Aston Martin are planning a massive upgrade for Barcelona. We're not expecting them to win the race all of a sudden, but. We know that they have got a big upgrade coming. Red Bull are bringing upgrades. Mercedes as well are bringing some more. And this could be the, the kind of the final decision if they want to stick with the current philosophy with their car. Um, so there's planning going to happen. So this could be quite hard to predict, uh, Napula. But who wh who's going to be your, your podium uh, come the end of the Barcelona race? Wh wh who's going to be f uh, third, second and first? Uh, I think nothing changed in a so short period of time. Obviously those teams have been uh, making those upgrades like weeks and weeks and weeks and hundreds of hours, not hour, hundreds, but still a lot of hours to work of those upgrades. But um, Red Bull and Ferrari are so far away. Yeah. Uh, that thing, it's not going to going to change that much so I think um, uh, Perez will be third Leclerc second and uh, Verstappen takes another victory for this season 
you're playing it safe this week because last last time when you were predicting Miami, you said neither Leclerc or Verstappen were going to be on the podium. So you've done the opposite this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> the, um, what was the science class uh, FP three? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that gives uh, oh, that swallow my hope completely <laughs> <laughs> for for exi- exciting race. So let's go with the safety one. No, that 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 sounds like a very good prediction, and you, it it could very well be right. I mean, I said George Russell was going to be on the podium um, for Miami, and how wrong was I? But um, I did say Max was going to win, though, so I will take a little bit of credit for that. But um, what about you, Kai? Who who's going to be on the podium for the Spanish Grand Prix? Well, you're making me think now. Um... <laughs> it can't be that difficult, surely. You know, it should it should shouldn't be too crazy for a race if it's dry. The issue is anything can happen around Spain, can't it? Yeah, Special I guess. engine yeah. problems, and they've had engine problems before, a couple of years ago in Spain. I guess it's the I first. Do think Sorry, Max I didn't mean. Topped him. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I'll go with Sainz, Interesting. So another safe prediction. I think you know you're probably you're probably both could be right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I. I I agree with what you guys are saying. I, I was, what I um, uh, almost said that was, it's actually probably the first proper high downfall circuit of the season because I guess Imola kind of comes into that category, but it is still got you know a bit more straights than Barcelona, I'd say. But you know, with the, especially the final sector, um, with that kind of twisty uh, little bit to it, I think it'll be really interesting to see how Ferrari. Uh, cope against Red Bull because that is still the long start finish straight so the Red Bull will be able to maximise with that straight line speed but I'm going to go with a Charles Leclerc uh, victory with um, well you know what scrap that scrap that I'm going to say now this is a little bit you know I'll, I'll be the one that will go a bit off the rails this week I'm going to say Carlos Sainz is going to win his home race in the Ferrari and kind of get his season started and then I think uh, Verstappen could be second and then Leclerc third but they, those two could be either way around but what a story that would be if Sainz wins his, wins his home race what do, you, what do you make of that Kai? I think it would actually be a great story so I would also think one thing I'm thinking imagine I know it won't happen because Max is a bit more cleaner surprisingly um, imagine both Max and Leclerc collide in Spain, the podium could be very interesting to see who gets on it. Absolutely. Well, Science we shall win. see. Yeah, we've we've seen plenty of championship drama in the past uh, with um, with Rosberg and Hamilton uh, at this circuit. So who knows? Who knows, Kai? Um, something could happen uh, next weekend. Um, well, that is that, guys. We I think we'll call it that. Uh, thank you very much for being on this podcast. Uh, you've actually managed to be on this one, Kaya. Unfortunately, obviously, <laughs> you didn't really get a word in on the last one because um, I didn't realise you were here in the party. I'm surprised, Napula. I didn't say anything last time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but thanks a lot as well, Napula, uh, for joining. Uh, two weeks on the trot now. And um, and yeah, we'll, we'll be back uh, probably in a couple of weeks' time to review the Spanish Grand Prix. And, uh, and who knows, maybe... Maybe Science will win his home race. It'll, it'll be a bit of a surprise if he does, but uh, we will find out then.
Thanks a lot. Maybe a Bottas, just for Napula. 